Welcome back to the Watch Along With Podcast, the podcast where we watch shows and you can watch them with us. My name is Keith. Today we have a very special episode. We are talking about Dune 2021 adaptation, Frank Herbert's novel. You may be familiar from the thousands of commercials that they've shown on TV in the last couple of weeks. Joining me today is Chris. What's up, man? What's up, man? You said the 2021? Yeah. I'll be back in two hours and 40 minutes, dude. I watched the 1984. Damn. Yeah, you gotta you gotta run that back. Fuck! No, I actually haven't seen the old one. Have you guys watched the old one? I have watched parts of the old one, but I have never watched it in its entirety. We're supposed to watch a movie? I, I read the book. Yeah. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that probably took you uh, way longer than you needed to, <laughs> although this was still pretty long, pretty long. Uh, also here, as you can hear, it's Farrell. What's up, man? What's up? I uh, I, I, I uh, actually watched it for 24 hours. That's how long the runtime time of the book is. Is it really? I don't know. I just made it. I've actually <laughs> I read the book. I bet it's longer. How? It's, it's a huge, pretty right? thick book. So there's a novel... Which is what the movie's based off of. And then there's like a ton of like there's another like series after that that goes deeper into like the world. Aren't most yeah. people just like really hype on the fan fiction though? Like or I, I say fan fiction might be the wrong term for it, but like the shit that fans have made. Like they hate the movie, they love the book, and the only thing they've been fucking surviving on is all the shit that fans have been making. Yeah. yeah Dune very much has like a cult following for sure. Yeah, they the original book is like they called it unfilmable when they people tried to make a film. Like they none of the fans really wanted a film at all. Like they said, "There's no way you should make a film of this. It's not possible." And I think just now technology is captured, like caught up to being able to make it, like give it justice. Mm-hmm. The like, the audio book I have it here is 21 hours and two minutes. At least not this a bad version guess. Of- of the audiobook. So you could just do a do a bender twenty four hours almost. Yeah. And I was gonna say from like just from what I know about it, like I can't see why this would be a nightmare to make like with anything less than the technology we have right now as a movie because there's just a lot of things that go into it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they uh screwed the pooch when they made the nineteen eighty four film and it didn't do very good, so then like this is like low hanging fruit as far as a movie adaptation goes. And they kind of, I think everyone was scared after the f- movie didn't do good in 1984. The director of the one, the old movie is like highly held, right? He's like, he did Twin Peaks. Is that, is that right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. From what I was reading, I did a little bit of reading on that. Like, I guess it got hyped up pretty well. And then uh, it kind of died off. And then I guess when they started to do the sequel, that time around it kind of just completely like kind of imploded on itself it's because they didn't have that fucking hans zimmer soundtrack dude definitely helps well, definitely the, helps the director for this movie basically it's been his lifelong dream like he basically grew up loving the the book so it's like he basically nice. said at 14 he knew one day he would grow up to make dune i think that's pretty cool that is pretty cool because you could compare that to like for me, that would be like if I became a director and I remade Lord of the Rings, you know, because that's like what I was super into when I was 14 and still now. Uh, 
Or if I yeah. did like a movie of uh, Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I mean, I am still waiting for the film adaptation of, you know, the, the Swimsuit Edition. <laughs> well, he, li- he literally, uh, the director literally said he waited till he made Blade Runner because he wanted to use that as practice for making Dune. Like he, he used Blade Runner, he's like, I'll just casually make this Blade Runner film that's considered pretty successful just as practice like when i make dune i know how to do it the remake god yeah i mean yeah for sure that makes sense uh definitely kind of similar feels too so i'd say it was a pretty good practice run uh yeah i mean we got a lot to cover here so uh let's get into it a little bit we i know i just finished this movie today and i know you guys have watched it in the last couple days so it's pretty fresh it's still hot uh how how are we feeling about Dune? I think uh I think personally I'm gonna be breaking Farrell's heart a little bit here. Not not super bad because uh I enjoyed it. It was a good movie. It was a pretty movie. I can see why, you know, it needed to be made in twenty twenty one and not nineteen eighty four. Like, you know, visually it was it was amazing. Um otherwise though, kind of fell flat for me personally. I mean, still a good movie. Just not um, the hype I anticipated. You know, it was it's everywhere. It's promoted everywhere. Yeah, you did break my heart a little bit. I thought I loved it. Um, I thought it was literally perfect casting, like Timothy um, Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, like those three leading the, leading the way. Uh, Big I, fan of Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, Chalamet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, them leading the way, I thought was perfect casting, like to kind of lead off the movie, and then how they got into deeper characters like Josh Brolin, like the Bros, and um, of course Batista and uh, Momoa. Like I thought it was perfectly casted, perfectly, you know, like the the art of it was was great. And it, it just as a huge Star Wars fan, it just it, remi- it reminded me of what Star Wars could have been. Yeah, like, like the writing is very well. The character development's very well put together. Um, it's I just think it was overall for a very big fantasy fan. I think it was a good movie. For sure, there's definitely a couple of things I agree with you with. Uh, agree with you on the casting is probably the main thing. Like there were many times where I was thinking like. Uh, timothy chalamet was like perfectly casted like he felt so like perfect for that role um i thought he was awesome um oscar isaacs is always good but like he he was really really good um i was kind of confused and i guess kind of my own fault but uh i i expected some of the as advertised stars to be in it more than they were um so that that was kind of weird but all in all i i tend to lean more towards Ader's opinion um i did really enjoy the movie but i feel like the substance it has the potential for something a lot deeper than what they made and i i hope the second and third movie are a lot more exciting you know what i mean and i yeah I thought it delivered on excitement. I honestly did. That's not necessarily where my 
complaints lie. Mine are more with like I don't I guess I guess I could put it like this. Sometimes when I watch a movie about a book I've read, I wish that they would go into more uh of the stuff from the book. This one, like the amount of information they dump on you in the first like hour of this movie is just like I'm sure it's great if you're a fan of Dune because you're like, yeah, it seems like they covered a lot. And I'm sure there's still stuff they left out. But this stuff, I was just like, wow, this is a lot to take in. And now I guess it kind of makes sense why movies don't always do that because it can be kind of overwhelming. See, I disagree because I've never read the book, but from what I've read, they actually jumped a lot of information to get to where they started. So they kind of right, avoid, yeah. tried to actually avoid doing what you're saying by going straight into action versus like like getting to the beginning scene, which I'm not supposed to hear it right now. But like getting that scene, there's a lot of information skipped in the introduction that they did was kind of uh, helpful to the fans because that kind of like if they would have done what the book did, which I've heard is like 100 pages of confusion <laughs> versus like dumping a lot of information that way you can kind of set up everything that goes on later in the movie yeah i mean i'm sure it's totally necessary because i mean even with the amount of information we got there were times where i had to kind of backtrack and reassess what was happening but you know all in all that's a minor complaint because once once i got a grasp for it i, I did enjoy it um soundtrack was awesome sounds are crazy it was a beautiful movie um the rhythm uh the rhythm of some of the songs like how it matched with like things that were happening on screen uh was really cool so i mean all in all i did enjoy it and like i just said earlier i'm excited to see what's coming down the pipeline i feel like this one was needed uh to get the to get the most out of it i didn't the like that they were very clear like and they said part one in the title screen like, like yeah they they, i noticed clear, that like, as well the, don't like kind of like expectations are like this won't be like when there's gonna be a confusing ending because it's gonna this story continues kind of thing. for sure when uh my wife walked in and she's like i know why feral like this so much because it's basically star wars mixed with tremors and i was like you know you're not wrong <laughs> no it's star Wars. it's really star wars is this from what i found out well yeah yeah, yeah but you know from, from no yeah from, uh, i mean i'm an epic fantasy like I don't read any other books about epic fantasies. I don't like, I don't fanboy over anything about epic fantasies. So like, yeah, I'm already in the positive column walking into the theater. <laughs> also, watch an IMAX, which I would say sways my opinion more because how pretty the movie was too. And IMAX, like, it really, it really shines. I would recommend if you're gonna watch this to try to get an IMAX if you can. Definitely, it's it's impressive with like. <laughs> I almost feel like I'm. I have to start taking that, like just it has to be the standard now, of like I'm usually impressed by like how pretty a movie is, but I feel like it's just across the board standard. Like any movie can look good now. I mean they have fucking 4K cameras on the side of NFL, you know, sidelines. Right. <laughs> so, so like it, it's not hard to get a good picture anymore. But this is a beautiful, beautiful movie. Same with like I think Last Jedi did it really well. Like the cinematography of that. And then recently, like, Green Knight did it really well. Uh, it's yeah. just up, up to par with, like, you know, great cinematography. The, these facts can probably stay in this section of the, the review because they're non-spoilers, more like 
how it was filmed, but um, the the director apps said we need the bare minimum amount of CGI in the movie. So like, there's only a couple scenes that have any CGI in it. It was all filmed in the desert of Jordan, like most of the time, and uh, so everything is kind of like the Lord of the Rings. I know we're big fans of Lord of the Rings. Like Lord of the Rings was the same. This is filmed the same exact way. They said there's over a thousand costumes. There was, you know, one location and they filmed in 120 degree heat the whole time just so they could be in a desert feeling. So I think that really shows off like yeah. it doesn't feel fake at all. Like you see some fantasy worlds like The Hobbit, for example, we all complain about that, that it you can just feel it's not a real environment. But this one, I don't, yeah. I don't feel that way it at makes all. A big, it makes a big difference. And like one of the things I, I had down is... uh like we've had new movies in the last couple of years that felt polished, like felt like a new movie, but I think this is the first like epic, uh, like new movie, like post COVID. Um, like this actually felt like a huge blockbuster. Um, whereas like some of the other stuff that's been like a epic fantasy has kind of felt like, like, I think we've, we've commented that stuff felt like it deserved to go straight to like streaming. Cause it just wasn't quite fit for theater. Like this one is definitely like a triple A blockbuster, like big, you know, big deal. Uh, doing numbers too. Yeah, I mean it holds up well. So Warner Brothers' highest think, grossing film ever so far, like in the time period it's been released. Yeah, I mean it, people are hungry for you know new movies and everything, and this one actually delivered on being a you know massive budget, uh, you know big performer. So in the cast alone, I mean hell, you could look at it and. I mean, huge, huge cast, huge budget. Like this had all the makings for just a massive movie. So even has Thanos. Yeah, exactly. Good guy Thanos. I did so, yeah, read that I mean, uh, Brawlin basically said, like he said, they offered, they told him about Dune, and he said, "I'm in." And then they're like, "You didn't read the script," and he's like, it "Doesn't matter." <laughs> I'll yeah, do it myself. <laughs> the real, uh, the the cool little internal easter egg in my head is that josh brolin and javier bardem are in this uh from uh no country for old men they're the antagonist and protagonist so pretty cool plus you uh, have the star wars oscar isaac in there so you got a bunch of fantasy boys in there yeah that's what i'm saying i mean the cast is insane uh just really really cool and that it's cool that it's a lot of up-and-comers as well as uh some already famous people so um yeah, that you guys want to get into reviewing this? Yeah, I've been I've been tiptoeing. I need to get out get out of this segment. <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, I I can go first, I guess. Uh, to me, this is like this is exactly where it should be, uh, given what it is. And to me, it's an eight out of ten. Um, so I mean, it is very good. There's some things I'd like to see. I would I would have liked more dialogue. Um, you know, like a lot of the things, the way it got explained was like, like we said, it it kind of it kind of just dumped everything on you. I would have liked to have learned things and like maybe like a more organic way than just kind of getting it unloaded on you. That was one of my complaints. But I mean, ultimately, for an epic and for an action movie, this was this was really good. It was entertaining and pretty thought-provoking i mean you know for being kind of the granddaddy of like epic science fiction uh, obviously a lot of the tropes we've seen and other stuff so 
where this might feel stale. It's not really its fault. Like other things have kind of riffed off of it. So, uh, you know, I, I, as a movie, I think it's really good. So it gets an eight for me. Yeah, I'm I'm actually spot on with an eight too. I say it's gonna. I say I'm gonna break Farrell's heart because I just I f- I feel Farrell loving this movie. Like when Farrell gets passionate about something, he's gonna he'll, he'll die for it. So I like I feel like he would die for Dune right now, and anything you know critique of it will will break his heart. But I I give it an eight too because it is it's great. It's beautiful movie. Soundtrack is awesome. Uh, the costumes and shit were awesome. Actors and actresses were wonderful. Like the writing was great. Everything was good. Um, you know, I just kind of wanted a little bit more. But I mean, it's a trilogy, so I'm sure we'll look back. And I hope that I hope this is the biggest information dump we get from. I say it's a trilogy, but I guess I don't really know. It'll be two um, movies. Two movies. Okay. So I hope that I hope this one we look back and say that was the information dump. Here comes our action. This is by far the best Tremors movie. Best Tremors <laughs> movie, hands down. I agree. I'm going to give it a 9.2, and that's because it's literally right up my alley. Like, there's already a universe. They actually call it the Duneverse. I don't know if you guys know that. <laughs> and uh, it's already got a, f- a full universe. It's already got some prequels coming. There's a lot of information, a lot of good actors. Like you said, the up-and-coming actors, I think, will... This will make them, like, huge and famous. It'll be like Star Wars, I think, for them in the future. Like, they'll be they'll be typecasted a little bit, I think, after this. Um, I think, like Gator mentioned, the world's beautiful. I think the dialogue and action mix was good. Because if you look back on big movies with, like, obvious sequels, the first movie, I think, is usually very lacking in action. And this one... They fit in a lot of action while having dialogue. Um, I think I'm a big villain guy, so I think the Baron and uh, the house, the Harkonnen house, I think that's going to be awesome, which uh, I think everyone loves the floating dude. Not to have any more spoilers. So <laughs> Good good villains. I think it's a good setup, and I'm really excited for the second movie, so I'm going to give it nine point two. For sure. Awesome. So that uh, gives it a pretty modest score from the watch alongman. Uh, aggregate score of 8.4 out of 10. Um, Jesus Christ. It's pretty good. I mean, it's a solid, solid, uh, solid score for, for an action movie. Uh, Farrell, yeah. have you have you referenced the tomatoes? Yeah, if we head on over to our Rotten Tomato scores, we give the certified fresh rating of 83% to the critics. Um, they kind of the synopsis that Rotten Tomatoes says Dune occasionally struggles with its unwieldy source material, but those issues are largely overshadowed by the scope and ambition of this visually thrilling adaptation. Um, audience score ninety one percent, so looks like I'm in the audience and you guys are in the critics. Um, audience says Dennis Villeneuve's Dune looks and sounds amazing. And once the admittedly slow building story gets you hooked, you'll be on the edge of your seat for the sequel. Yeah, I mean, I think both of those are fair. And honestly, I'm kind of surprised the audience is higher. Uh, And the only the only reason I say that is uh, like this is a lot to take in. Like this is a very you're calling people stupid. uh, Not stupid, but like. (laughs) Fantasy, so fantasy is kind of hard to get into, right? Like, I feel like 
nerd culture is like at an all-time high where like people like this type of stuff more than ever but like if i guess what i'm trying to say is if marvel is dipping your toes in you know the marvel universe like getting into something like this is like you know jumping off the diving board like this is this is like full sci-fi uh stuff and i'm kind of i'm kind of curious to see how well this sticks with like a more casual audience i don't know i think uh people kind of got warmed up with like like the houses are similar to like game of thrones i I feel like we've been edging people getting them ready for dune you know like the different houses people were crazy about game of thrones we got the new star wars movie so they're they're okay with sci-fi you know i I feel like people are kind of ready for it i i don't see i disagree i'm not surprised by like the audience because i feel like it's not something like green knight where like you're either going to like it or you're going to hate it or love it or hate it. I, I feel like anyone that sits down is going to be like, okay, that was a badass movie. It was in my face. You know, it was pretty soundtrack was cool. I just don't know why anyone would not like it. You know, I think that it pulls both people in because if you want to get real nerdy deep into the lore, like me and Allie, we're going like super deep into like theories and stuff. Same as Marvel does. You have that. And then there's people that will just be like, yeah, that, that guy was cool. That worm was cool like <laughs> yeah yeah see and that i guess that's my argument is like you could totally do what you and ali are doing and like i mean i think there's like 10 books his son kept writing them like the universe is massive but like i just feel like on a surface level like i don't know how i don't know how well you can casually enjoy this like i will say that the fan breakdown of the movie theater was pretty wide like there's a lot of people that yeah. you could tell probably have read the books, the older people that you wouldn't necessarily see at these kind of things. But then right, there's also yeah. the younger people that just had seen all the, how badass all the characters are and probably liked a lot of the actors. You know, if I could, if I could add a question to like the Rotten Tomatoes, cause Rotten Tomatoes is like thumbs up or thumbs down for audience. Right. Mm-hmm. My Basically. question would be like, will, would you watch this again? You know what I mean? Cause I feel like people would walk out and be like, that was cool. But I don't know if necessarily a bunch of people would watch this again if they're like the defectors like you're talking about. You know what I mean? Like yeah. someone that's not into it. I feel like they watch it. They're like, oh, that's cool. I'm never going to watch it again. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting question. And I guess we'll find out a lot. Like with the sequel, like if the sequel's not quite as successful, then I guess, you know, unless there's some sort of controversy or whatever, you could kind of maybe jump to that assumption that you know a lot of people did enjoy it but is it something that really sank their teeth you know that people want to sink their teeth into and yeah um yeah i mean i I think we could probably roll on the spoilers if you guys are ready i just want to say man i think my becoming a boomer is like i don't even necessarily think it's that i think marvel has me so fucking exhausted dude and i say this all the time with connected universes like no more does a connected universe turn me on like it used to <laughs> like i used to just get hyped for it but marvel is just like so highly saturated that i just i don't care anymore i almost want one-offs you're a fake nerd yeah that's not a fake nerd, yeah dude. like i enjoy it but like it i don't necessarily grail i don't We're in heaven right now i don't think every fucking superman and batman movie have to be connected like they don't they simply don't have to be like I also think you could have a fucking Iron Man movie without it being connected to a Doctor Strange movie. Like, give them, you know, give the director like a universe of their own instead of saying like, 
yeah, you know, I, I know you have these great ideas, Ryan Johnson, but, you know, uh, our boy JJ already started this shit up, and if you go away from that, people are going to hate you. Go to go to DC, you Marvel trader. I've always, I've always liked DC more. They just put out shit movies. I have some opinions that kind of align with that, and a lot, a lot to do with, like, where this one left off and whatnot, and definitely spoiler territory for me as far as as far as those takes but i don't completely disagree with you Farrell, you got anything to add before we bounce in no, to spoilers with you. i want to hear this take let's let's go spoilers spoiler alert this is it if you haven't watched it hbo max for a certain amount of time or check it out in theaters i have heard that it's fucking killer in imax that's what everyone says oh yeah the sound is a tier I can see the sound. Yeah, the sound is definitely what kind of set this apart as something. I watched it at home, and I was kind of wishing I would have been in a the theater. I'm glad we have a good uh, sound system. What you got, Keith? Yeah, for what's sure. Your, what's your gripe? I want to hear it. Well, I know we got we got a little document we're working off of as far as uh, kind of explaining this thing. Do you, you want to cross that bridge when we get to it? Kind of work down the the list. That's cool. All right. So, what what have you got prepared here, Farrell? As a kind of a kind of getting into spoilers here yeah i mean i just kind of prepared like a little breakdown i mean if you listen to this you probably have watched tune so i don't need to explain the plot to you but there's so much information and stuff it's going to be hard for us just like go off talking to each other about it because we'll just be jumping beginning and character like so i figured we could just go to kind of down of the main points of what happened and then we can kind of talk about the characters locations events that happened at each point and then at the end we can kind of sum up which i think will be your gripes right <laughs> yeah i think so so like beginning of this movie obviously the planet that is the main focus which is called dune but it's actually called arrakis they just call it dune because of all the sand dunes that form on it um basically zendaya's character is kind of like describing like you guys mentioned she kind of throws a ton of information at you in the first like two minutes where she's like talking about the freeman and why basically dune is a battle over the source of spice um a sand-like substance that is sought after object in the universe so i think spice is probably our first like thing that we need yeah, to in what... on. so i feel like without without knowing obviously spice is what makes everything matter um for the most part but i feel like without that being clear like if you missed what spice was this could be you could be kind of confused <laughs> don't come in uh, don't come in late to the movie you you cannot miss is this yeah is this what happened when that. you're messaging us asking what's going on did you miss that is well that i think admitting? they only <laughs> mention it one other time in the movie where like all of your profits are driven off of the spice and like that's it like the beginning and that and 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 you're done you don't know anything else about spice yeah and the so yeah it's, i mean spice is a very interesting concept uh so i mean obviously it adds it helps with like extending your life your vitality uh which is super cool um but it's needed for space travel too and it's needed for space travel so it's kind of it's kind of like the ultimate source of energy. Do you guys think like uh, maybe so maybe in real life the secret to space travel is meth? 
Could be. Nah, could be that's now. Not natural. Yeah, I guess like it's not natural. Cocaine or something. Yeah. Now, the thing I like about spice. Sorry, the thing I like about yeah, yeah, I'm listening, right? Yeah, the thing, the thing I like about Spice, and I guess this is more of a credit to the book than the movie, uh, is it's it's kind of a play on both the envi- like how we kind of destroy environments and ecosystems, um, strip mining, you know, and, hell yeah, and a yeah, just kind of greed and everything. Um, so I mean, that's that's super cool, but. The, the movie portrayed it pretty cool, but, uh, you know, I thought it was funny, like, that it's just called Spice. And then, obviously, you've got, like, your Spice Runners from, like, Star Wars and stuff. Like, that's probably the first thing that would pop into most people's minds about it. But, uh, uh what, I mean, I so that, that is the main, co- that's the main conflict, correct? Like, uh, yeah, I'm not imperialism. I think I always say this a lot is like every conflict in the real world is over a resource. So um, I did read that the uh, writer of the book was a economic econo- economist. So he actually studied like that kind of stuff. Economist? Economist? Are you okay today, Pharaoh? No. Economist? I'm trying to make, I'm trying to make an economist an eco, not eco guy. So he's actually like a naturalist uh, type of guy. So he actually like wanted to preserve the plants and stuff like that. So this is kind of he's kind of showing his like background bias, I think. And I mean, I had yeah, his time sure. because when I, I don't remember when the book was released, but it was way before the kind of situation right now versus where it's actually a problem. So good for good on him for that. Dude was right. Hey, when, well, I want to go ahead and get something out of the way, Keith, before when you mentioned that Star Wars uses spice runners also. I don't want I want to go ahead and say this this hurt my my take on Star Wars just kind of like I knew it was similar like a lot of the I like mean, it was a space themed movie and blah 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 but George Lucas But used they get Dune that from a real huge world, inspiration right? for Star Wars. Yeah, I'm not even talking about just the spice aspect. If you think about the voice mind control from the Bene Jesuit, where they can tell yeah. people what to do, for sure. Star Wars, these are not the space toys. theme, Star Wars, Tatooine landscape like the desert landscape, Star Wars, worms in the desert, Star Wars, like I feel yeah. a little, I mean, feel a little. Uh, Spice is K two, dude. I've done K two before, and it does make you trip the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Some gas station spice. spice but now we got that Star you. Wars. Star Wars ran out. I, I do want to say that the I think it's cool that like it's the like the Freeman and they like it for religious purposes and then you know it's got the big corporation that wants it for you know space travel, so it's kind of a oh, I'm free underdog story right. immediately. Freeman. Right. So the so the main the main uh, the other main part of spice being important is that it's only located on this planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the only known source of it um, which the first the other thing that reminded me of not to just totally shit on other movies Avatar also ripped this off yep. with the uh, unobtainium or whatever the fuck stupid thing they called it <laughs> uh, but yeah that was that was what I was thinking of because they're like you know and then they have the struggle with the ecosystem and the yeah. native people of that planet yeah, dude, like, Avatar had like different factions it would it would be exactly yeah. this. So they just dumbed it down and simplified it a little bit. Yeah. So 
You guys like Carrying Avatar? Carrying on with that. Side question. I do not. I do not like Avatar. I don't like Avatar either. No. You like Avatar? Avatar's bad. It is bad. Yeah. What the fuck? Why is it so bad? I haven't made a sequel. Yeah, he's got like five in the pipeline, but everything's in the pipeline for James. It's Cameron. Wild man, people people just flock to James Cameron, you know. Yeah, he's the greatest but, pioneer. Uh, so here's here's one thing I didn't. This is probably the next thing we talk about, and I didn't fully get this, and I may have missed it. So the emperor is threatened by uh, the protagonist and his dad. Yeah, Oscar Isaac and uh, Chalamet. So, Chalamet. Why? Why are they? Why are they a threat to the emperor? Did yeah, I? Yeah. So, that? so you're getting on to the right when the next part starts. So, yeah. Harkonnen controls Arrakis right now, and basically they have rights by the emperor to harvest the spice, which has made them super wealthy and one of the largest houses in the galaxy. Um, but the emperor all of a sudden like you said gives the rights takes the rights away from them and gives it to house atreides suddenly so i don't know if it ever mentions it in the i think it might mention it slightly if i remember correctly but now i'm starting to mix like what happened versus what i've thought about after i watched it but house atreides and harkonnen are like super rivals before all this happens like they hate each other yeah and that's like very lightly alluded to but i don't like i know he says like we've been trading blood for blood forever but i didn't hear it really mentioned it's basically a blood feud thousands of centuries and basically the emperor is taking a side now with harkonnen which i also learned from lore that the emperor it might happen this might show up in the second movie the emperor wants to marry his daughter off to Harkonnen because mm. he thinks they're a strong house. So basically, they give a trade east this um, this world that basically is invaluable. And if you remember, then the scene shows where Batista's character, which is like the right hand man to the Baron, is like, "Why he's 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 the dumb guy." He's like. This, they cannot do this. Like that was all our wealth. They're giving all of it away, and the Baron. You could tell he knows already. He's like, "Don't be stupid." They just made a death sentence for a trading. <laughs> like, so it's right. Yeah. So cool. They set that yeah. up so early in the movie. Yeah, they don't really play the long con on that. Like you know from the get go that like this is a trap. Yeah, I mean, Leto, the Duke knows. He, he's like, I thought I had more time. Like. They just fucking yeah. put him into play, and then, like, what was that, day of or week of? Just boom. Here it is. Well, you can let a, like, like it, when it, the camera pans basically to their world, and they, we meet Paul and everyone, Leto knows, like, that what's going to happen. He's like, right. but I don't think he knows the Emperor's one set it up. You can tell, because he, he mentions, he's like, now we're going to have every house that and trying to destroy us, because we're going to be running this like a big thing. target i don't right. think he understands that he's set up but i think he he's smart enough to understand like this is a huge risk and it seems like his honor gets in the way which i know we've talked about honorable characters ned stark uh a couple other people they their downfall always is honor because if when he accepts the contract to kind of take over the planet he says we never say no like basically um so the next part we kind of meet Paul, who is the main character, the hero of the the whole thing. 
and you learn about very early with Paul and his mom that he has the power to command people to do things, which I think we've already talked about in this non-spoiler portion. But basically, he his mom is teaching him how to command her to pour him water, which I think is pretty cool aspect, even though I've seen it before. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a super cool, like, kind of foil to, like, the warrior culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that introduces almost like a magic feel to this because so far it's been like a space like warrior thing and then now it's like a little bit not maybe there's no magic but you know what i mean like there's some there's some right. power and, outside of that and as we like kind of later find out it's kind of what makes him him is that he is both yeah i i like that's like my favorite little side plot they got going on like i really want to see more about the voice and like who was the lady that he met with like i I want all of i want all of that like if i don't get that i will say i I would be disappointed like if they don't fully uh you know draw that out and and show us what the fuck is going on and she said like he's going into the fire like was that what did that mean? Like, like what? I I, I missed that. Like wh- when she said he's already going into the fire. Like what? What? I'm getting she like a that? another Star Wars vibe. Like there's a dark side, good like side, when, and like yeah, he is supposed to be the chosen one. So like the next part after they introduce him and his mother, you mentioned to Ader that they meet Mother Reverend Mother Gaius Helen, who is like the head of the Bene Gesserit faction, and we find out that they basically are a group of female spies that kind of control all of society. Like they have planted people everywhere and um, they basically like are behind the curtain. Um, but like you said, that's probably the most interesting part is like, they seem kind of a little evil. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, Oh dude, it's like exactly not to keep drawing lines between star Wars, but I can, if it's there is like, um, I don't think you guys have watched the Clone Wars, the animated Star Wars series, but like it's like the Night Sisters, like it, it, it's like them, where they're just like this kind of secret society, which is the females and males of like Darth Maul. Like it just it feels it feels like I get those vibes big time, like bad guy, you know, kind of secret shit on the DL. I just I want more of it. Give me more. Explain it. Yeah, she's like the the reverend mother is like super with the veil over her face and like i mean she and even the doctor right before he is like gonna walk in is like don't basically don't trust them like they know and they also know everything you think kind of thing and uh yeah. like paul walks in there like a badass and he thinks he's gonna be able to like w- like you can't treat my mother like this because she's obviously very rude and i think he finds out that his mother was actually part of them at one point um which i found out later that his mother was actually a concubine that was planted to marry her father or marry Paul's father and then control him basically for the, for the group. But then she like fell in love with him and ended up having a son, which they mentioned like you were supposed to have a daughter, but she has a son, which that kind of introduces the whole chosen one thing where he's supposed to be the one that like is the most powerful of all of them exactly yeah so what's the story there she's just like supposed like can she fucking control if she has a daughter or what 
<laughs> what the hell? What What do they mean by you chose to have? Well, a they son? wanted a daughter so they could join the group and continue to influence other people. Yeah, but I mean, she supposed to, you know. Oh yeah, she could. I, I, yeah, I think they hint that she could have like chosen what sex she had. I don't know if it was part of the, the power of them or what. That's what piqued my interest. I'm 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 interested in them and the Freeman for sure. Well, there's actually a HBO Max series about the uh, the group, the Bene Gesserit, that's going to come out like before the next movie. Is that what the prequel is? Yeah, that's nice. going to be the prequel. I think it's called Dune. Uh, I forget the name. It's like it, it basically like says it's them, the Bene Gesserit. Um, they don't know how. There's not much detail on it, but basically, it's going to release before the next movie. I wonder if she uses her uh, voice command to get him to bang her. <laughs> bang me! <laughs> I don't think More she needed pitch. to. I don't know. I mean, if he's royalty and she's a concubine, you know. Well, that, they, at least... I don't know if you guys noticed, but they were obsessed with like mixing bloodlines all the time. Like it still has that like medieval approach of like bloodlines need to stay pure kind of thing. It's like Game of Thrones shit. Yeah, which I think I like that. It's like it might it. be. Looks like it might be called Dune the Sisterhood. So basically, yeah, it's Sisterhood, that's what it was. Of the traveling. But in the movie, actually, Jessica says that they have been manipulating bloodlines for centuries to eventually create someone who's capable of bringing pieces to all the houses. So that's what he's supposed to be. So she actually says the one is already here. So that's, I think that's like a very, very important part of the whole movie. I think that that scene... He is the chosen one. Chosen one. You're the chosen one. Um, so then they get to the the planet and they find it in disarray, and that's when the whole uh the whole you know, attack happens. Like where the doctor ends up portraying them, which I don't know if you guys saw that coming. I did not expect the doctor to be the one uh, that did it. I thought it was gonna be the uh, general, the first general when they got there that gre- greeted them. Oh yeah, with the umbrella. Yeah, that was that was left field. I do have a question and a gripe, if I may, since we're on the invasion and this huge battle that ensues. They have sh- spaceships. They have interstellar travel. They have really cool shield technology, nanotechnology. Why the fuck do these motherfuckers not have guns? What is going on? Why do they not have guns? They have lasers that burn through entire cities. They have everything besides a fucking gun. Yeah, Yeah, I wondered that as well. So actually, I'm not sure. They did not do a great job of explaining this. I had to actually find it out myself. But did you know the guy with the umbrella when they first met? They were asking him like calculations and he was able to tell them off the top of his head. Yeah, he like rolled his yeah. eyes back and was like kind of a computer. So oh, yeah. in the world of Dune, that. that each house has a mentat. And basically before like thousands of years before this, I guess there was an uprising of robots and like technology. What? Like not robots, but like technology and was dangerous and they end up swearing off technology. And they basically replace technology with these mentats who are computers now, basically. So they don't have any it's like computer technology because if you see they're like flying these fancy ships, but they're all using like gauges and stuff and not like autopilot. And like I think guns might fall into that category of like they don't like that technology kind of thing. 
but they have like anti-aircraft weapons and like rockets and shit you know what i mean yeah like, and I th- it might be an honor it, thing it would make too, more sense like... if they didn't have laser if they didn't have lasers and they didn't have like rockets i would be all in but it's just really weird that like hand to hand you're you're working with swords and fucking blow darts but when you get onto a larger scale as far as vehicles now you can work with fucking lasers and uh and rockets and they even have a handheld laser to cut a door but like no one ever thought like let's just go out here with this laser everyone get down and we'll spin in a circle and we'll be done here we'll wrap it up real quick we're out of here in an alternate universe maybe guns never you know they would never maybe get created i think there's probably something we're missing like I feel like it's probably like an honor thing. Like they want to like honorably fight hand to hand versus like just blow each other up. Yeah, they were like like bombarding them and stuff. That, I know, know, but they were like getting... the bad guys. Like they they were the ones using the guns and stuff. What about the bad guys I, have guns? I feel like they would have guns. <laughs> then all you need is a good guy. All you need is a good guy with guns. So. All I know is I appreciate yep, the no guns. We're rewriting the, rewriting the movie. I enjoy the combat better without. Oh, I like it. I like it. But if you have fucking, la- like, then I like it. I would prefer if they didn't have the lasers then. Like, take out that stuff so it's more, it just feels so weird that we have the lasers and anti-aircraft and, and shit like that. But it definitely does have an honor thing, because that's why, like, it seemed like uh, when Paul got into the ending hand-to-hand fight, like, they wanted to die with knife in hand, you know what I mean? Warm teeth. Yeah. Like the old I think that, thing. my guess would have to be with the... Like the just like an honorable like, because they're very like medieval like, they wanna they wanna fight hand to hand with swords. They don't really wanna use the yeah. missiles and stuff. I have to read up. This is my this is my raw take. I, I watched this like today. Anyone like, else? Hours think, ago. Anyone else think the worms kind of look like buttholes? No, uh, that's the first thing I thought. I thought the worms. The worms were badass. Eat a lot of sand too. I noticed that. Like they take in a lot of sand. Mm-hmm. What do they do with that? How does their body break that down? You know, Farrell. Anything in the lore about the anatomy of the worm? I don't know, but it was lore overload for me because one Tremors, two Star Wars, three Ark, four Alaskan bullworm. Alaskan bullworm. It's a pretty cool. Yep. The whole vibration thing is a pretty cool concept. Do you think Tremors actually stole from them? I don't know. I mean, pretty novel concept. Something coming out of the ground to fuck you up. You know. I mean, a worm that yeah. hears steps like that's pretty specific, right? Yeah, I mean, you live Bad underground. Bot. You gotta stole get by vibrations. Dude. I don't know. I think Tremors probably stole too. Another franchise ruined by this movie. <laughs> no, nah, I like to think that Tremors was entirely original. They so, just didn't know that Dune existed. While we're here, here's here's where this movie kind of loses me as a standalone movie. The thing, like this battle and the like, the scenes that follow were very much the climax to me. Like mm-hmm. the final hand to hand thing was like kind of underwhelming, and I don't really know what I'm supposed to care about going forward. Yeah, so you're mentioning like the deaths of half the characters on basically every like well known actor. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's just like, so th- this battle was epic and everything, and it was really cool, and I kind of felt like maybe that could have, should have been the end of the movie. Um, maybe, like, you know, him and his mom, like, escaping or whatever being the end, but, like, I don't know. I kind of felt... 
It's too long, huh? Not necessarily too long. It could have ended where it could have ended where I just said, or maybe gone on to like maybe something else cool is about to happen. But like, I don't know. Like left, I just it left off on a very weird spot. See yeah, the for sure. I just I liked that they killed off all the actors that I felt it felt like very Game of Thrones season one where they kill off basically everyone that's well known, and now like the people that are supposed to shine are gonna shine now that everyone else is gone. Like they were already, they were overshadowing everyone. But I think what happened was they to get to the point they cut a lot of the information out in the beginning from the book, and they got him to this big battle earlier than a climax should be, kind of thing. Because I think they're following the book pretty closely, from what I understand. Yeah, which is cool. And I again, I have no problem with killing the people off. It was just like yeah. I kind of felt like that. That felt like a good spot to end. I think I it was. I wonder uh, if there's going to be a time jump. You know what I mean? Well, like, yeah, I was thinking oh, like you remember sorry. when we watched uh, the Tom Holland movie uh, with uh, um, Daisy Chaos Ridley, Walking. Chaos Walking. They uh, we found out that they kind of ended that in the middle of the second book, and we were like, "Oh, that's why it felt so weird." Like that's kind of what this reminded me of. It was just it's like a weird yeah. spot. Well, they're split in one book, so it's kind of the same scenario. Like yeah, uh, they have to find the stopping point, and that's not kind of a small complaint, but a I guess climax. But I don't think I they guess... didn't pull a Hobbit and make something that shouldn't have been three movies into three. You know? Yeah, I guess I guess my main thing, and this uh, I'll quit. I'll quit complaining after this. But my main thing is like, I, I got the answers to the things I cared about, and now they've started some new stuff I don't super care about. So what's getting me to come back? Like what? What's getting you to come back? You know. Well, I guess we could talk about that at the end, but I mean, we're getting there. I mean, they have the battle. Um, I think mostly what all we've skipped over to get there is like, I think we kind of get to meet the the villains a little more, the Harkonnen house, and uh, the Baron. I think is super super grotesquely cool. You call it? I don't know how to describe it. It's definitely odd. He's odd boy. He's odd. He's odd man. I kind of wish they cool. would have just killed him when he put the poison in his mouth, and then Batista would have became too. the like main villain. I do too. Because you have a v- man. I'm making another Star Wars reference, but this movie's because Star Wars used it for inspiration. They have you got this Emperor like Palpatine lingering over the whole situation. Like you know he is probably going to be the big bad, like in the second movie. So like, why not just? You got three bad baddies right now. Why not just kill one of them? You know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they totally could have. They could kill him in the opening script to the next movie. I was half expecting him to get that poison, and then like he would be in a mask, <laughs> and I'd be like, "All right, <laughs> this is Star Wars." <laughs> Wait a second. I like that we haven't because I mean Dune is super popular. It's it's surprising that none of us have read it or encountered. Allie it. had started like, reading it, but basically only because she heard the movies going out. But yeah, you're you're right. I like I like that we get to. I I honestly like that this is my first like contact with it because I feel like I don't know if if this was any other way I might not dig it. I don't know. Maybe the book is better. Maybe it's a sign I need to read the book or I need to wait for the movie and and consume it that way. Yeah, I almost got. I almost read the book a few years ago. Uh, kind of a it's random, intimidating book. Yeah, a random piece of useless trivia. 
there is an HBO show called uh, Togetherness, and it, uh, the main character on there was obsessed with Dune, and uh, he was kind of going through like a midlife crisis, and he and his roommate like put together this super low budget like musical uh, adaptation of Dune. Uh, the musical yeah it was it was pretty cool but that was like when i first i like did a little bit of research and realized that people were like actually obsessed with dune uh and then you know a few years later this all started happening so it's cool that it's that it's happening yeah i definitely think it's coming at like the perfect time like we said in the beginning because uh you know i don't think you can have this giant cgi worm before <laughs> <laughs> coming like coming at the right time is Without essential. Yeah, we did meet the worms like uh, right after that battles when they the one one of two CGI is the worm. So that was CGI. What? <laughs> it wasn't a puppet. But they actually Many? built. Nothing? I read they built platforms and like put these giant vibrating things on it. So like when the worms were cutting <laughs> giant... out, yeah, they bought a bunch of vibrators and connected to it. Giant vibrators on it. And get, uh, the, get the butthole to retract. Yeah. Which Put I it think it's. Falls. I thought it was really cool. The Freeman uh, had those, like, th- what they called thumpers. Kind of like. That's how they, they attacked people, was they put those thumpers down, and the worms would all come kill the people they want to kill. Yeah, that's it says stuff, like, stuff like that is cool because, like, that's something that you would have to think of to, like, live on that planet, right? To, like, distract mm. them. Yeah, and the so, suits. Like, so, that's so cool, too. Yeah. Right? That's the kind of stuff I I really like about fantasy and like when writers get really creative. Like it's one thing to write about something, but it's another thing to like understand like the world you've created to that extent. Yeah. And that's like a really nice touch. I'm glad. I'm assuming that's in the book, and I'm glad that it made it like to the movie because that's that's really cool. Yeah, and the whole like uh, they're like religious about water, so like spitting like is there a sign of respect and like how their suits basically take their sweat and make it into water they can drink and stuff like that was really cool what you said that you don't have too much to look forward to like i think at the end when you know paul meets up with the tribe and they basically get like in i think that's what i'm looking forward to because if you remember in the beginning there's like a million freemen living underground like on this planet like so i think this is gonna be like a giant obviously the climax is gonna be all the freemen versus the rest of the houses probably but um right they're the oppressed group because that's their planet and the the got the uh the empire is just basically taking their their resources it reminds me yeah, of a little bit of the, the, the matrix where you know once it gets into the real world matrix like there's a bunch of new characters like that are part of this like yeah group so i and think zion yeah zion i'm feeling this feels like zion I there was no weird your explanation earlier that the, i think this is post matrix i'm just going to tie them together uh the this is after after is the uh, uprising and everything and uh, this is the world we live in afterwards hell yeah, yeah it's year 10191 mm-hmm. good year so i said it earlier but it's pretty cool that the swords or knives that they use are worm teeth Oh, yeah. dude, that well, that one. At see, least. I'm all here for the Freeman. Like once, like all their lore and stuff. I'm like, like I, I think they had to kill off all those like people just to make room for these these guys to have a cool story. Good fantasy movies. I just I, like they feel like the highest budget 
coolest fucking D and D campaign ever. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> RP to the max. <laughs> like, I, and like the Farrell uh, needs to star with all, how much he loves RP. He needs to star in a fantasy film. He needs to be the fucking lead man. I'd probably be the actor. nerd that they consult for stupid ideas. Yeah, you're the Filoni. Yeah, <laughs> I wish. Yeah, Paul's like such a typical like D and D role play character too, because he's like you know royal. But now mm-hmm. he's like kind of down and out, and kind of starting. From, he's starting as a level one uh, warlock. On <laughs> uh, he's probably level five. He had the voice, you know. He had the voice. He had some chops with the. He leveled. With the he leveled this up like in a, the, the helicopter when he used the voice. This is a mm. campaign that they've played. They've played before, but not a whole lot. Maybe they played like the starter set, and now they're coming into it. They want a couple more abilities and shit. And uh, who knows what Zendaya's got. I mean, she might be just full-blown warlock. Mm, might be. Yeah, I'm I'm completely down to meet the rest of these Freemen and love to see Paul and uh, Zendaya's character, you know, become one. So, so is this... Was there any comedic relief in this? I'm just like... No, I'd actually... You're, that's all funny because I literally told Allie that afterwards. I'm like, sometimes you have to appreciate a good fantasy movie with like this is a serious situation there's no comedic relief basically none zero there's no c-3po i think josh brolin's character might have said something funny like twice but that was about it yeah there's like a little bit of that like we got him like boy and stuff or whatever and uh yeah. what's his face uh, uh josh brolin younger josh brolin uh, Jason Momoa kind of was messing around in the beginning too. Oh yeah, the relationship. Which I I didn't want to see him go. I was hoping he'd make it with them. He actually, nah, he I think that's probably the him. best. Like I I don't I haven't really considered Jason Momoa a great actor. I think he's just good presence in movies. But like I thought his acting in this one was actually really good. It's a good role for him. Yeah, a role for him. Yeah, I mean uh, other performances i have to go on as one where he didn't speak any english and then freaking a bad universe justice league and beside not beside uh, aquaman aquaman yeah so chalamet is good dude huh yeah. he's real good I mean, yeah we... chalamet was definitely a standout for me like uh the portion where he's like screaming at his mom uh yeah. super good uh, and yeah, so yeah the... i mean it's good the casting of that, um, the director basically said he he knew when he decided to do the movie he was going to cast him like as soon as he knew it, and he didn't even he like basically told him you have to be in this movie. Like I feel he said he felt like a a calling to put him in the movie. Like he had to be the lead actor. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he cried. He said guess. when he first when he first saw him acting because he knew he made the right decision because he was a little worried. Like he damn this young. dude is like big time he's passionate for dune isn't he oh my god he he's yeah. he's more in than feloni he i mean i don't know if feloni's fucking mentioned crying at all or anything uh he's in uh we, we've talked about it a little bit on here but chalamet is in the french dispatch the new wes anderson movie yeah. um and he's actually gonna play willy wonka in the new wonka uh really? movie yeah Damn, that's sick. He's got a lot He's of also like, really in highly the, that Netflix movie movies. we were talking about the other day. That was gonna be my wreck. Is like if you like Dune and you have not already, please go watch The King on Netflix because he is fucking awesome in that too. And yeah. it's got our boy Robert Pattinson in it. 
Yep, for sure. He's in Lady Bird too, isn't he? Yeah, he was in Lady Bird. He's in another movie with uh, Steve Carell um, that's like really highly regarded. Oh yeah, he's in Interstellar too. Yeah, I didn't know that. I actually I saw that looking this up. He's uh, young Tom Cooper. Yeah, he's a kid, but still counts. Inter- interesting. Is it that uh, beautiful boy? Beautiful boy is supposed to be a very very good movie. That's the one he's in with Steve Carell. Uh, he plays like um, I think he's a uh, uh, drug addict, and uh, Steve Carell plays his dad, uh, and it's supposed to be really really good. I see some rumors here that he, call me by your name he too. might be stealing Zendaya away from Tom Holland. Yeah. Best of luck to him. He's lucky I don't have my hat in What there. a love triangle. <laughs> I think the one that we all predicted. So do do any of us actually know what... Like, I know you said there are things you're excited about, but like... Is it fair game to guess? Like, do either of you actually know what happens next? No, I've been, I've told Allie I've been avoiding anything that, like, will tell me what happens next. Because I really want to read the That's... book, but I also, now that I've invested myself in the movie first, I'm like, I gotta let the movie play it out for me. Yeah. That's so my... what I'm saying is, like, it, it's tempting. It's so tempting to just, like, yeah. be like, okay, this is out there. We The answers are there. They're there somewhere. I mean, obviously... I don't, it sounds like this guy is pretty crazy about the source, so he might not change much. Yeah, but we could find out, but I don't. I don't really think I want to. Not yet. I, I, I'll yeah. just enjoy it as the. No, I'd rather. I'd rather watch it and experience it. Like, I don't. I don't know. I don't think I'm into this enough to like read it. But like, I feel like the obvious thing, right, is like he's going to help lead like an uprising of these free, oh, yeah. uh, freemans right yeah because they were calling him win over... basically like they're worshiping him when he landed on the planet like they know he's the one basically yeah yeah he's gonna have to win him over i mean he proved in in the hand-to-hand fight he's probably gonna have to do some shit like ride a worm like he's probably gonna have to prove his worth and ride a worm like sandy cheeks and then he's like sandy <laughs> like sandy cheeks and then they're gonna fucking get an army of worms to fight uh, the empire and you know Vader will die on the way out. I'll be good. I'll be good. I think it goes deeper into his visions because if you notice, he was having premonitions that were changing. So, like, what he did changed what happened. Because you remember the guy he killed? I didn't think it changed it. I think I thought it was like I thought I thought it was like him misreading. You know what I mean? Because I think it was changing. He had to die. He had to die. And the other thing had to be awakened. Like, I think that was him killing someone. Like, he changed as a person. And that is what a- a- awakened the, you know, chosen one. And like he said, it, it involves a blade and I die. Like, to me, that was like the blade was him killing someone and Paul died. And now he is this chosen one that's going to lead these people. Yeah, maybe. I'm sure people know that have read the books or watched uh, the old movie or anything, but. Yeah, that's probably there's probably it's probably out there, but I I read it the different way. I thought it was like he was seeing things and then like changing them kind of based on his circumstances. I mean, it is very cool to like not know, you know, and like mm-hmm. I feel like especially when we do the podcast, like we feel like we need to be experts on things and like I want to make sure I know what I'm talking about. So like I guess if I've already pissed you off by not knowing about this, you probably stopped listening. 
but like it was not my goal to like master this like i wanted to kind of go at this as a as a casual kind of newbie uh which has been fun you know but it is it is cool to speculate and uh guess you know you don't really ever get to do that i feel like the podcast is like we are not necessarily movie experts but we're like audience experts you know what i mean like yeah we watch all these and we draw the comparisons and we share what we think and it's like more of the like you know just casual interaction like i i don't work in the movie industry yeah i could be guys do above average casual as far as like right yeah you talk to someone that at work that has watched this they'll probably be like yeah that worm was good, cool and blah 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 but i want to be better than that i want to be able to like reference some actors like right have right. opinions on where the movie's going but then again i don't butcher wanna, their names i don't want to be too deep in theories all the time and like my brother-in-law if you're listening to bryce i'm sorry he ruins things for himself because he literally needs to know what's going to happen so he will read leaks he'll be digging into leaks theories he'll he said he's going to read the book because he can't wait to the next movie like i don't want to be obsessed like that yeah. where i'm basically talking down to people basically like oh you didn't know this like you're stupid yeah <laughs> i saw a Reddit i feel like of, oh sorry good i feel when did the book come out you know like i feel like that was for the 60s this. you know what i mean <laughs> like and if we've enjoyed it from from now then that's awesome that's fucking cool it's a I'm sure it's a great book and you know that's dope people have enjoyed the universe but i feel like for us right now we we have not read it we haven't come in to you know contact with it like this is this is for like this is where we get drawn in and we need to not dig too much that way we can be drawn in in this way or maybe the next movie sucks and we're you know the way we are we'll probably fucking read the book and we can say well yeah you know the movies kind of suck but here i am reading the book now yeah, and that kind of actually bridges me to like my next thought is like what this movie has done is it's kind of like dug a hole, not necessarily a bad hole, but they've dug a hole that they have to make another. Obviously, they have to make another movie and, it, you know, it has to be grand. Like you can't follow like if this gets followed up with like a cheap sequel or say this went belly up at the box office and they were like, yeah, you can make the sequel, but you get this much money. Like, imagine how bad this next movie could suck. Like, imagine doing this on, like, a small scale. Uh, and so that's kind of where it's at. Like, I'm glad it did well, because I feel like uh, a half-assed effort for a sequel to this could be, like, all-time bad. It's almost like they could have too. They're like, we're gonna go ahead and kill all these fucking <laughs> high paid actors. <laughs> that way, just in case, we can just go with these few headlining ones and pay. Yeah, them and, uh, and and not shell out. When we were talking about the lack of guns, the other thing this kind of reminds me of. Uh, I know we've like done so many comparisons that people are probably sick of it, but uh, it kind of reminds me of the Riddick universe. Mm-hmm. Where like space travel exists, oh, yeah. but there's still like this warrior culture. Like a lot of hand-to-hand st- fighting does exist. I know they have guns and shit on there, but it's kind of like a futuristic. But there's still some things that like seem kind of archaic, uh, which is pretty cool. It's a pretty cool universe. It's like I mean, it's easy to forget because there's so much stuff. But like Lord of the Rings, that created that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. hobbits and shit like that. That wasn't around. Like. Right. And to create a universe that yeah. just simply doesn't I'm, have like range gun like range that many range weapons like that are advanced, like 
Seems pretty cool. I mean, I think this is thing. like a information dump first time, so they can open up a vast universe. Like I think that it it did good, but I think there there's a lot to build on that'll be better because they kind of got everything out of the way in this one. I hope so because I'm not usually the guy that's like more action, more explosions, more this, more that. But like this one, I was like, you know, this is it's just a lot, man. Three hours is a long fucking time for one main conflict of them blowing sure. up a base. Even with HBM Max, it's already over 200 million globally. Um, which they Damn. said if it without HBM Max, it's kind of killing it a little bit because a lot of people that aren't like movie theater goers will stay home and watch it there. Like you too. Yeah. Yeah, no hey, shame. Man. No shame. I pay uh, for yeah, this stuff. I, I don't give a shit. It's I wish movies were digital release more often. I mean I would I would pay movie ticket price. I just I need that convenience, you know what I mean? Yeah, I oh, wonder yeah. I'm sure there's gonna be lawsuits on that. <laughs> I mean, you wanna talk about how daycare is the fucking price of rent or more? Like I can't <laughs> going out to the movie might cost me hundreds of dollars, so you know, I can't I'd much rather pay for it and watch it at home. Yeah, I digress. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of got all of my spoilery thoughts out of the way. You guys got anything you want to throw in there or talk about before we move on? Godzilla versus one of those worms. Now, mm. let, let's go back what? to the Alaskan bullworm. <laughs> because if you remember... Sandy thinks that she's found the Alaskan bullworm, and it turns out to just be its tongue. Right. What if the worm we saw is just the tongue of the real worm, which is actually, like, way bigger? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I I'm going to say, be honest, dude. from the grand scale of the camera angle, I'd say this worm is definitely, like, Godzilla proportion. I, I think the worm's got Godzilla. I mean, it has a huge advantage by going under... Obviously, if we're not fighting on sand, then I think the worm is fucked. I don't know if the worm can go outside of sand. But I think you put Godzilla in a desert, the terrain's not going to bother him, but he's going to be fucked up by this worm. It's just going to it's gonna run laps around him, man. According to I my uh, tremor research and knowledge, vast knowledge, the worm can go through anything but rock. I need to know if the sun on this planet is helium-based or not. You know? Yeah, Godzilla's just gonna, you know, die because he can't keep up his water intake. Yeah, but even if the worm would eat Godzilla, Godzilla could always go nuclear and do its laser eyes through it. You know, so I, yeah, that is another thing. It could probably. Godzilla I just imagine to just cut through it. I just imagine that mouth on top of Godzilla's head and it's over. Godzilla does have a little dome. He could probably. That shit also, up. there's like I'm thinking he goes at the legs, you know. Like there's also like underneath. lots of these worms too. Like there's there's one Godzilla. Yeah, they encountered two. I assume he would fight one. I'm still point. taking Godzilla. All right, I'll let you take him. I guess. I'm a big, you know, I'm a Godzilla stand, and I think I got the worm. You're blinded. Recency, recency bias. You didn't forget about your boy. You need to go back and watch. I mean, GBK. the worm already beat him in the box office. I mean, oh, that's, that's not low fair. Low. <laughs> that's low In China, that's not the fair. worm is the front, like picture. Rightfully so. I mean, it looks like a bowl. No one cares about or... any of the characters' faces. I'm guessing that's because no one cares about all these 
actors that they probably don't have brand recognition for versus this awesome worm. Hell yeah. Well, that was Dune, ladies and gents. Uh, My Dune. Really hope you enjoyed it. If you watched the movie and you listened through this spoiler segment, let us know on twitter.com slash watchalongman. Let us let us know what you oh, thought. Oh, dude, this Chinese poster's sick, dude. Some of our hot thoughts. We'll tweet that out. We'll tweet out that poster. Let us know what you think about that as well. Also, please, please, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. Please refer us to your friends. We would be eternally grateful. It really does look like a butthole with teeth. Yeah, I mean, it's totally a teeth butthole. Uh, if you think the worm had a butthole teeth look, give us five stars. Now the question is, does the worm's butthole look like a mouth? <laughs> Where's all the sand going? What if we're just seeing the butthole? It's butthole. Yeah, and it's just running around eating things with its ass. <laughs> <laughs> One ass out. Human centipede seven. <laughs>